Hi everyone, I welcome you all to the brand new podcast on Rebind, where method meets madness. I'm your host Bhavadarni and I'm currently a graduate student at Concordia University. I'd like to give you an overview about what this podcast is all about. When I was exactly in my fourth or in a fifth grade, I get to hear this brand called Apple. I never knew what exactly it was, but after a limited amount of research, I get to learn a lot about Apple and its product and more about its former CEO and founder, Steve Jobs. That's where exactly I get to hear the word entrepreneurship for the first time. And back in my undergrad, I had an opportunity to be a part of an entrepreneurship development cell. I get to meet a lot of entrepreneurs. I get to hear a lot of success as well as failure stories. Throughout the journey, I understood that there exists a thin line between people who have succeeded and people who have miserably failed. One typically had a very good mentor guiding them throughout the journey and other does not. And I felt what is missing in the people's journey. This created a spark in me to visualize why can't I create something that keeps holding the bridge that's about to break. Entremind is one such a start to my vision. And here you can listen to the stories and advices of hardships and failure of the people who broke out of their nutshell. We guys, we all do live in the nutshell. We are afraid of breaking out of the nutshell of being ourselves. Are you someone who's looking for your passion? Are you someone who wants to live a different life? I am someone who thinks the things are more complicated in the business areas and more and more people like this this show is just for you guys join me in the journey and be a part of creating something great everyone i welcome you all to the first episode of entrebind once again i'm your host bhavadarini and it's truly a pleasant day out you know why it's summer it's cool there's no snow no winter jacket Oof. i feel life we all feel like sitting in patios having food while enjoying the climate but what if you get rewarded for eating foods That's cool, right? Dine Tab is an NFT royalty platform for restaurants. I know you guys are confused on what it is. Let's hear it from the CEO of Dine Tab, Naeem Adam. So Naeem, I'm so glad to meet you today. You know, as a fellow Concordian, I'm so very happy. Uh you graduated from Concordia in 2005 and you founded Parvin Communications and Marketing in Montreal in You have been the head of marketing growth in Paysafe for almost like two years, and then a co-founder of People Mover Technology, and now CEO and co-founder of Dine Tab Solution, which is an industry for restaurants. That's that's huge. That's a lot to accomplish within this time. Can you just walk us through all the accomplishments that you have oh, in your journey? I feel like I'm just getting started, to be honest. 
you know, like once you once you leave school, you kind of end up in this path that that you end up following because your peers do that as well. Yeah. Um, which is getting this getting a job, and then once you get there, you feel like you need to accomplish something by getting somewhere. So you work really hard, like we did at school, right? You know, you yeah, have to pass do. the exam. You know, you have to get the diploma. Good marks. Yeah. Exactly. And then you, you kind of get honored somehow, or, you know, or your peers look at you. And, and so that kind of mentality continues off into the job market. Uh, but I quickly realized that uh, when I was working at those places, um, I, I would only do so for one of two reasons. And the first thing is because I was learning from it. Um, and it was making me grow. Uh, and number two, it's because maybe I was confused about where I should be going. And Even like a lot of time, I'm confused of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. It's okay to be confused. It's tough. it's tough, but you know what? You shouldn't have too much pressure on yourself either because sometimes people come to that point of understanding what they want much later because yes. it's not about understanding what job you want or what you want to do in life. It's about understanding who you are. Yeah. you know what are your strengths what are your passions and can you combine those two over on top of each other to offer something to the world that the world needs okay. you know what, what did you study in concordia i studied arts in concordia actually oh, um okay. so i uh i majored in philosophy uh at concordia um and then i went to law school uh where i dropped out uh and then i went to business school uh at mcgill after that um and i keep on continuing education like i did a postgraduate diploma uh online from harvard and like i keep going uh the world keeps moving right yeah studying on different fields like getting into nfts how did that feel um how does it feel it feels like maybe for the first time i'm not late in something you know yeah it yeah. feels like a little bit i'm a little bit ahead of the curve um but i'm not sure if that's a great thing necessarily mm-hmm. um you know sometimes being very early is also um is as bad as being very late and, I get it. Uh, yeah you need to be right on time right yeah and What's that's what special I special about dine tab actually it's it's an nft for restaurant i've heard about nft but nft for restaurant it's totally new yeah i mean the whole term nft is kind of kind of weird i think it's like saying you know i develop https kind of technology you know we don't use that word anymore <laughs> we don't use that abbreviation so i think that um eventually all of us will be using nfts without even knowing it's an nft i think it's going to become like a normal part of our lives like there's some technologies behind credit card payments that you know you don't know about but you use it anyways and it and it needs to exist in order to sustain that entire system and i think nfts is going to go in that same way uh but for now being so new everyone likes to just say nft um but what dinetab is really is a uh, loyalty platform for restaurants so you go visit different restaurants and you earn mm-hmm. nfts for engaging with them oh like, so, like engaging example could you just give an example yeah so for example you order from uh you know a fried chicken restaurant mm-hmm. and uh they deliver to you and and you get a little card and you can scan it and you earn an nft 
um, okay. for engaging. So engaging is like, you know, buying from them or, or talking. Got it. And then you can earn rewards for having those NFTs. Okay. So you can earn money. Uh, so you can earn cash. You can uh, trade them in for um, perks. So we have like experiences. Mm -hmm. So special chef um, dining experiences with your friends or other collectors and holders and stuff like that. Is it for the restaurants that are present in Montreal or like all over the world? How does it work? Well, yeah, we want to we want to move all over the world. Right now, we're testing in uh, Montreal, but we'll soon be okay. also in uh, the states and even in Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, so we're very excited about that, and it, it's it's extremely scalable. And I think that's what's really cool too is that you can develop something that yeah maybe somebody in you know, uh, it just goes like this. Yeah. It just goes within yeah. this in a flash of second. Yeah. Or like this in a flash of a second, it completely yeah. dissolves and disintegrates. <laughs> yeah. I get it. When, you when did you, yeah, I, I get it. When did you recognize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Because we study, we study, we study, but we face certain things like we have to back up our family. There are a lot of bad gifts that we think of. But when did you break out that break out of that shell? Um, I think I was born an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, when I say that, I don't mean to say that someone who doesn't feel like they were born into a family of entrepreneurs or have that kind of need to become an entrepreneur. It's not possible for them to be. Um, I do think it's possible for anyone. And I think sometimes it's even easier for people who are not in that environment. But my dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Okay. It was just like, that was it. I remember being very young and probably my first business was like a car washing service, you know? Okay. And like, uh, I was going around, I was doing marketing. I was uh, doing customer retention. I had promos and like, I was washing people's cars around my house and, and making money. And come to think of it, that was a business. Even throughout Concordia, when I was at Concordia, I had uh, quite a few um, businesses that were running uh, when I was there, um, either as part of the Students Association. So um, I was a part of the uh, Student Association where we were developing events and things like that. Um, and uh, it just kind of, and I just kind of touched on everything I love. Like, okay, I love, hosting parties how can i turn that into a business uh i love making movies how can i make that into a, do that and make it into a business i love restaurants yeah, it, in your that? profile it's clear that you have been into a lot of business and nft is like you study philosophy law and everything but suddenly into nft it's it's a different thing you just tried everything like what did you get out of it when you tried <laughs> everything what did you get out of it well, the, when you think about like when you look at the word entrepreneur, like it comes down to being a risk taker, and and that's really what I've done. And um, I've always tried to be true to my passions because I don't want to have a business where I'm not interested in that particular business. You know, although most millionaires today run uh, non sexy businesses, if you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's like I, get I meet it. young young guys like me or young girls and they have like you know a business and um it's like importing rocks you know and and they're doing super well or like painting yeah houses and they're doing super well you know so that that's always been like i guess a uh a, a flaw of mine i guess i've always tried to jump into things that were <laughs> sexy in a way when it comes to developing a business um but 
yeah, I've learned a lot. I've, I've, it, it, I, what I learned is that it comes down to fundamentals. It's just, and that can be applied to any, any sector, any industry. And the most important thing is, and like we talked about, is passion. And if you have passion in something, um, then what comes next is this kind of determination, which follows this kind of consistency. And, and the more you keep going and going and going, well, you're bound to, to finally hit the mark eventually. I will talk about passion at the last. I have a question for you on passion. And I just want to ask you this quick question. Like they say it just takes the first step of every journey. It's, it's hard. The first step is truly hard. And how scary was your first step? Do you have any mentors who could support you, who could guide you in the way? Well, you know, I think because I started so early um, in, in this, like I started to become immune to the risks that were associated to becoming an entrepreneur. You know, like um, I started small, I started early. And even when I worked for people, I always had that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, so you start to become accustomed to it. So the best thing to do is to start early. Uh, if you work for like 15 years at a very, you know, at a, a nice job that paid you a good salary every single year, took care of your teeth and all that and this, well, it's going to be extremely difficult to pull out of that because you have an idea. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be so difficult. But if you kept on doing things on the side and, and working, you, you got to do it like right away. So my tip to people who want to start is to start small, but start now. You know, like I, I, to give you an example, like I, I went, I, I, I love yoga. I do yoga almost every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but for about a month I was just like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't doing it and I wanted to do yoga. And I just, I was like, oh, I bought the clothes, but I still wasn't I, I going. Understand I bought the it. membership. I understand it. Yeah, exactly. So I just went, I said, just go once, you know, just go once. And so I went once and then that turned into two times and turned into a few times a week. And now it's mm -hmm. turned into every day. And I see the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, after you like know people months. struggle for that first step because they were afraid. And even starting small, they're afraid of everything. Well, I mean, then make it smaller. Um, make that first step smaller. Sometimes it's about, you know, you can do various, there's a lot of things um, about starting a business that doesn't require you to quit a job or to, yeah. to focus full time. Like sometimes just maybe... Parting. you know incorporate the business okay. that in itself can give you some motivation or just start an instagram account and start talking about your idea there you know no one will Got see it, it. yeah <laughs> but it'll give you you know it'll it'll get your mind going on like how do i talk about the idea how do i share this idea out there what kind of photos do i use it gets your mind going and then eventually you'll start to see if it kicks off but at a certain point we feel like quitting it you know, for sometimes at the start, we'll be like enthusiastic about it. Okay, we'll do it for first day, second day, third day. But rather it goes on, there's a point we stop quitting it. How did you overcome that part in your life? Did you have such a part in your life? Well, I mean, that's a very good, that's a very good question. And I think that if I wasn't reading enough, if I wasn't surrounding myself with education um, and growth, uh, I would have probably quit a lot of times and a lot of different things. Um, but to that point also, you need to know when to quit because I have a bunch of failures as well um, that I've, I've created like apps, I've created different things uh, where they have just failed, you know, and like 
you need to know when to to pull the plug on those. Um, but at the same time, you also need to know that the person who wins is the one who's con who's still running at the end. Yeah. And you hear that story often and over and over again. It's not the best one who wins. It's not the smartest one who wins. It's not the one with the best model or the best UI or the best tech. It's the one who's still standing. Yeah. You, you just know, have to so. keep going on in this slow, slow pace, not giving up on anything. That's important. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a great example of that is the festivals that we created. You know, it's it, we started it off as a real hobby. Um, and it was we were just trying to find the best dishes in different restaurants when we created Burger Week and Putsin Week uh, over 10 years ago. And we never thought that we would make a living from, from those festivals. Um, but it didn't, it took us almost seven years to get to that point. The first seven years was just like, okay, let's just keep doing it. All right. Time to do it again. Time to do it That's again. Hard. To keep going and, on for seven years. It's, it really needs something. Yeah. But you know what? We had so much fun doing it. And we had, we were able to see like the positive side of everything we were doing. Mm -hmm. We were on TV. We were on the front pages of newspapers for doing this. Restaurants were calling us and saying, hey, this is the best, you know, sales week I've had all year. Why would you stop? Right? So we're getting these cues and then we kept going and then boom, one year hit. And all of a sudden, my partner and I are like, whoa. You know, we got three major sponsors. We're all across Canada, thousands of restaurants, over a million people are participating and it's become bigger than we are. But still I'm thinking, hmm, what happens five years from now? What happens from another 10 years from now? Yeah, you, you start thinking big, growing it, still more better. But it started with one step. Yeah. And it, start, and it really started with solving a very essential, like to us, me and my friends, a very essential question, which is who had the best burger in Montreal? Oh. <laughs> I know. And how do we do that? And how do we figure that out? You know, so we call all the restaurants and tell them, I need you to make your best burger. We're coming in on in this week and we're going to spend a whole week eating burgers and we're going to find the best one. And we started with 30 restaurants in here in Montreal alone. And uh, now we're at thousands across Canada. That's, that's huge and that's great. Hope you yeah, keep cool. going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, life is all about struggles. Struggles are everywhere. Some struggle a little, some struggle a lot. And did you ever come across any struggle that changed your life to be a person you are at this time? I mean, yeah, for sure. As an entrepreneur, like uh, there's moments where you're doing really well financially and then there's moments where you're you're not doing so well at all. You don't have that uh, stability when it comes to the income. And sometimes you're a slave to um, the market and the economy or at least what people uh, think the economy yeah. is at the current moment. Like you hear my worst thing, the thing, the phrase I hate hearing the most times of uncertainty you know like oh in these times of uncertainty what are you talking about all time is uncertain <laughs> when were we ever in an era where it was like hey in these certain times you know you should really like consider this no you know and and it's like all like so you need to know that and once you know that it's things start to become uh a little bit easier and and you start to take things less seriously and you start to enjoy like really the simple things, you know, and I like to take a mindful approach to entrepreneurism. And so that's like, 
really pausing and, and, and taking a look at what's around you because all of those things yeah. are probably all things you wish you had five mm -hmm. years ago and now you have them. Yeah. So stop for a second and, and enjoy it. And so once you start focusing on those things, you know, and you start focusing on the, on the positive, I feel like you start attracting positive as well, you know, and, and that helps you overcome challenges. True, true. I just accept that positivity has to be there in order to move forward. Yeah, it, it does. And it could be very hard to get. Like, you can't just tell somebody, hey, just think positively, buddy, and you'll get there. No, it's, mm -hmm. it's not as simple as that. It requires work um you know and exercises and different things but uh it is possible to achieve every single person has a different perception on entrepreneurship some because entrepreneurship has become so cool thing and everybody starts trying it some you know the outlook of it has completely changed but what did you enjoy the most about entrepreneurship and what did you find the hardest what i enjoyed the most was the freedom um, you know, I'm, I go to work nine to five for my own dream. I don't go for someone else's. Um, I also, you know, I, I go to the gym probably all morning, you know, um, and I take care of like my health in the morning pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then I work pretty, pretty hard, but like, uh, and very efficiently, but I work, you know, about four or five hours a day. Um, and then I, you know, take care of my family and stuff. And then I'll do some like reading and, and, and grow stuff. And then I'll do some more work if I have to. Um, but it's like, I, I don't understand, like for me, I don't understand anymore the concept of the weekend. It's, you know, <laughs> time's off. Like, I don't understand Friday. Yeah. Afternoon, yay, like, uh, you, you know, I look at the weather and that tells me when to take time off. Beautiful day outside. I'm going to go and, and, and go enjoy it. That's good to uh, have so, freedom, truly. About yeah, financial freedom. Freedom um, of time is worth so much. And I would trade like millions of dollars a year to have that type of freedom. And a lot of times people will achieve a level of like, you know, maybe like, five to ten million dollars a year but with that comes such um burden of uh time you know it starts to become hard to even enjoy that yeah you know okay. i mean obviously there's a point afterwards i think after that stage where you you can definitely yeah. start enjoying <laughs> um but uh uh, I think that's the, the best part. And the most challenging part is, and funny enough, we were talking mm -hmm. about it, is the financial side. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult because you can have a, such a cool idea and you need just a little bit of money to, to do it and to test it out. But where are you going to get it from? Who's going to give it to you? Probably nobody. Yeah. You know, probably nobody. And even if it's like the most amazing idea and, you know, your dad is rich and, <laughs> like they're never gonna it. trust you until you do something out of it but you just need an investment or just a starting thing yeah but that's that that's challenging but it isn't the right way to get started either so the challenging part is not getting the money mm -hmm. because you won't the challenging part is doing your idea without the money because okay. that is the proof that you can do you it. can do it 
Right. So it's taking your, oh, I have to do something that's going to cost me $100,000 to do it. Well, do it with $5,000. Bring it down to an MVP. Bring it down to one thing and do it and find out. And I know it's possible because I've done it. I've submitted quotes to get developed for tech that uh, some people have given me $75,000 mm-hmm. quotes and some people have given me $5,000 quotes. Pretty much the same thing. Um, and so you can make it happen. Uh, and that's the challenging part. It's not getting the money because once that step is done Mm -hmm. and then you test out the market and then you're getting a positive reaction from the market, well, then the money is going to be easier to get Yeah, because then you go to whomever, you know, uh, and you say, uh, look, I I created this, I did Mm -hmm. it myself, it cost me a few grand. I tested it out. All these people want to use it. I just need to make it better. So that more people could use it and I can start charging them. I get it. And then that's more easy to say, oh, okay, I get it. I'll invest. But no one can There is always a possible way for everything. You just have to find it out. That's all. Yeah. Well said in so many less words. (laughs) (laughs) Then there comes my question of passion. You know, I always wanted to find out what's my passion. I, I tried all the fields like you. I do painting. I do artistry. I do everything that I love even podcast was like a way to find my passion again you know into entrepreneurship then how do you relate failure and passion together from your journey not like success and passion how does a passion and failure like relates to you in your journey wow that's a good question to failure and passion I think when you're passionate about something there's no way to fail there is no failure if you're passionate about painting but your paintings suck, you're just being hard on yourself. Because why kill passion? The passion is there and it's beautiful in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That's what's, there's something in that brushstroke that is pleasing you, is making you happy, is giving you peace. It needs to be nothing more than that. It doesn't need to be um, a Mona Lisa. It, which I think is overrated, but it doesn't need to be, um, you know, anything that you need to sell. The passion is painting, not selling the painting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, they're separate. I think the point that you told is truly good. Like the passion is painting, not selling. When people start, they say they start with passion, but once they get into business, the passion turns into business and then they leave out the passion out of it. And that's they say it as a failure, maybe. Exactly. Well, you weren't, you know what? But I can tell you this. If you're passionate about painting and you paint every single day for an entire year, someone's going to come up to you and ask you to buy that painting. True, I think. Yes, no, I can guarantee you. I'll challenge you right now. But I can guarantee you. I, I have one of my really good friends. His name is Peter Farmer. He went to Concordia as well. And he okay. was an, he's an artist, he's a painter. And I've watched him paint for, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And like the price of his paintings, like you add zeros at the end now. <laughs> and he's pretty much painted and done art every single day. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is a piece that he's done right here. Uh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's a piece that he's done right there. This probably done 10 years ago. No matter what you do, 
you keep doing it, you get better, you know, like, like I was saying yoga, mm -hmm. I go every day, like, now the person sitting beside me probably thinks I'm a teacher. But I just started. It's just that I go every day. It's right. Compound interest is the world's magic. That's, that's a goal to be noted. Yeah. Make sure you're taking advantage of compound interest in one way or another. Because that is magic. Whether it's writing, painting, trying different businesses over and over again. Um, whatever it is. But is it okay to try a lot of stuff at the same time? For example, a uh, consumer person is getting an opportunity at different points. He's a musician. He wants to be a musician. He loves painting. He loves, you know, giving speech. And at the same time, he's getting all the opportunities. So is it good to, like, pick up everything and just try out everything, even if it's a failure or a success? Or, you no, know, just concentrate on one thing, go on it. What's your opinion on it? Well, I think if the opportunities are rising, then um, all the actions that he has taken till that point are what brought the opportunity to come forth. Okay. Right? So if he wasn't, and, and opportunities only come when they're merited. Me, I see this opportunity between us right now. Um, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity. But I also know that everything I've done up until this point has led me here yeah so i'm not gonna say no because i have to concentrate on other things you know and there's always a way to bridge all these things together in a way there's you know if he's painting and doing music and speaking this all sounds like performance based artistic based kind of attributes mm -hmm. or that will eventually as a whole will lead to something so unique that only he will able to do yeah i get it that, that's actually a good thing you know i'm already i'm already confused a lot of stuff maybe this advice i could use it a lot and press in actually yeah trust your journey trust yourself are you smart yeah yeah you are yeah you know do you have uh are you blessed you are you're here in front of me on a zoom <laughs> you know well trust your journey go into all the things you love the combination of them is going to bring you somewhere um, beautiful, unique, and eventually that compound interest of over and over and over again, you will hit a mark for success. I hope and so. Over I again and over again and over again. What? Otherwise, what? You think that you being interested in so many things is going to land you on the streets? No. No, your Sunday. lack of interest in so yeah. many things will land you on the streets. It's it's truly a great, you know, day meeting you. I learned a lot. Hope the people listening to this truly will learn a lot. You just added value to everyone listening today. I know it 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 takes a lot to be there. I feel it right now. Me personally, I feel uh, I've gathered whatever I required this time from your words. And I hope Palbi keep going on. And it's it's very, very pleasure to meet you on this day. Good. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you too. Yeah. And uh, if there's any way I can help anyone that's even listening, like feel free to reach out. You know, um, I, I, I like to think of myself as a mentor, whoever needs to be mentored. <laughs> yeah. And that helps me as well. 
Um, so it's a, it's a give and take. Some, uh, Truly, uh, yeah. you are very good mentor that people can come up with with any questions. You truly deserve <laughs> to be a mentor. <laughs> well, I, I hope we speak soon. Good luck. Yeah. And sure. um, I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Today's magic word that you guys have to remember is compound interest, guys. Everything you do compounds to your life. Don't give up. Just start doing everything in a slow pace. Every single day, even if it doesn't give you back anything, it's okay. Just do it. One fine day, you you will find the light at the end of your tiring effort. All these slow-paced efforts that you have made will be worth one day. Thank you guys for the day. I hope you have a great day ahead. And before leaving, wait for the next episode. You're gonna get a lot and lot of details on entrepreneurship.